Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, and you're listening to Wednesdays with Will. I'm Will Addison. Today, uh, we have a, a special show uh, in the second and third segment. Uh, we're going to have a friend of mine come on, Todd Shannon. He's been on before with me, but he has some great commentary uh, just on today's topics, you know, whether it be politics, cultural issues, and so I just wanted to um, get with him and have a discussion with him just about some of the things that are going on today. And so uh, we're planning for that in the second and third segment. But first, make sure you email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. If you have any uh, comments, if you have any questions, uh, if you can't get through on the phone line and you want to still make your comment, uh, or, or pose your question, just email us at addisons at AFR.net. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook and on U- YouTube. Search Airing the Addisons, and you can actually watch the broadcast live. And so if you would like to see it, that's how you can see it. Just go to Facebook and search for Airing the Addisons and on YouTube. Subscribe to, su- subscribe to our page, and you'll be able to watch, watch the broadcast live. Okay, so there's a scripture, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. Proverbs 29, 2. And it says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, people groan. I'm kind of setting it up for what I'll be talking to um, Todd about, you know, just things happening in our particular nation, United States of America. Um, and even in the political realm, you know, just looking at things and seeing how elections and outcomes of elections, they have major uh, consequences. It's just true. Um, so what do we do with that as Christians, right? How do we engage in the process, but not be consumed by the process of uh, politics and voting and, and those things. And I think this has been a difficult question for a lot of Christians. You know, I'm remembering back and I'll talk about this, uh, hopefully with Todd 2016, you know, when president Trump, um, was running, uh, the first time. And, um, that was a great divide within Christians about who to vote for. Uh, uh, could we vote for a person, uh, like Donald Trump, like with the morals uh, that he he has and, you know, just some of the situations and some of the things he said. And so there was a great divide, so much so that a whole group sprung up, you know, called Never Trumpers. That's amazing. I, You know, I'm not uh, well-versed in uh, politics as far as the history of it, but I don't remember in my lifetime a group springing up, even uh, like for 
George Bush or Ronald Reagan or whoever, that it was like a never this person. And um, look, I'm probably off base with that. There's, there's probably many groups like that for people running for president. But it seemed like there was a, a added fuel, you know, to uh, President Trump and him running, you know. And then we talked about on our show how even spiritually speaking, there were witches who were doing incantations and things trying to, you know, uh, subvert, you know, <laughs> what was happening. And it's just amazing the things that, that rose up around this particular president. And then in 2020, it was amazing to see, you know, just all that went on, all that went on. And, you know, it just caused me to kind of think about this. And as Christians, right, as Christians, our obligation uh, and our civic duty, like, is there a time when we just don't vote? Or is there a time where we say, hey, man, I can't get with any of these candidates, so I'm maybe voting third party? Or, you know, what do we do? And I want to have that discussion because we're, we're coming around to uh, midterms. Um, we're coming around 2024. That'll be here before you know it. And there's going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made. And I believe that President Trump may be in the running again. Now, I think he, he, he's going to have some stiff competition. But, you know, just looking back at what happened in uh, 2016, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically uh, about the church and the divide and what went on. I mean, there were certain people who were getting on platforms and saying that they couldn't worship with the people that they had been worshiping with for years because they might have voted for President Trump. And so they, 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 they parted ways because of this. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, those who those people who voted for him and, you know, um, you, you, you're kind of laying down your morals, you're laying down the, the, the precepts of God. It was just a, it was very heated. And I mean, in the Christian realm. And so, again, you know, as things heat up and, you know, man, I just hope that we as Christians can come to um, a resolution or just like some type of understanding of where we're supposed to be. Where does uh, a biblical worldview come in? Where do we as Christians, uh, you know, stand as it as we look at what's going on? Uh, is there any room for us to make decisions based upon what we're seeing? Or should we stay out of the process totally? Now, I'm of the mindset, and I'll, and I'll get, uh, hopefully get Todd's um, perspective on this, but I'm of the mindset that politics comes from an outflow of what's happening in the culture. So as a Christian, I believe that our major should be in the gospel and sharing the good news and because it's only going to be through a heart change that a people will change. And so my thing is, if we would do what we're supposed to do as the people of God, as the church, then it seems to me that other things would just fall in line. If we would uh, turn in back to our families and how we're raising our children, right? Uh, how we're serving in our churches and what we're doing in our communities, you know, as far as spreading the good news, I think it would have an effect on the politics, because the way that things are set up, from my understanding in America, 
is that we get a choice. We can choose, right, who we vote for. And if you have a pretty much um, wicked general public or people who, you know, have turned their backs on God in the general public, then the leaders that you're going to get are those that are going to reflect what the people are or how the people act. So I think for me, why I typically land on this is, man, it has to be the gospel first. It has to be us being who we're supposed to be. It has to be the church being the church. It has to be us being salt and light. It has to be us turning the world upside down, as it was said of the apostles, that these men turn the world upside down. You know, when the apostles, um, and I'm thinking about Paul and, 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 and a lot of those who went on those missionary journeys, when they went to a place, Sometimes business suffered because demons were cast out, right? Right? And people were upset because people were not buying idols anymore. That that market had depleted because people were born again and they came to the true and the living God. So I always wonder about our effect on this nation, on our communities. You know, we don't necessarily see that happening and am i saying that we're not doing anything in that christian no because i believe that god has raised up this country for the propagation of the gospel and and you know we've done that uh for years and years and years but man we've also turned our back now and, and, and look at recent you know history we've walked away from god i said this before that one time where the textbook or the schools was, was the Bible to now you have all this, you know, stuff that's entered into the schools, you know, this, these agendas and man, how do we get from that to this? Well, it's a people uh, who have been morally regressing. And so when it, when it comes down to politics, and I know this could be such a, 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 a hairy topic, when it comes down to politics, I believe that at, for the believer, that the aim should be the gospel. When I look at the Apostle Paul and how he used the right that he was a Roman citizen, it was all for advancing the gospel. It was to get an audience before the king to share the good news, right? It wasn't to, for self-preservation. It wasn't for, you know, um, just try, a power or anything like that. But his focus was the gospel. And you see that all through Paul's writings, that he really had a passion for the gospel, the gospel that saved him. And so today, as we look out on the landscape of what's happening um, politically speaking, and we see, you know, what's coming, um, how should we as Christians engage this culture? And I think we have to really think about that. We, we have to really consider that we that we don't do some of the things that we may have done in the past some of the the ways that we've thought about things in the past that we would uh uh correct those uh, bad ways of thinking you know like what what are the metrics we, we should be looking at when it concerns as it concerns who we're voting for is, and again is there a situation where you don't vote is that being responsible or not? I think these questions that we, we, we really have to ask ourselves because I believe that in this country, the votes for, of the Christians do matter. They matter. 
And so when there is a division within, you know, and things are split, man, I think that that hurts the, the cause, you know. And so I think there has to be an addressing, not solely of just like politics in the church, I th- but I think we should talk about these things from the angle of having a biblical worldview, having a biblical worldview. How should I view the issues of the day? Because see, that's that's where I think we miss it, because we don't know how in practice to live out what we believe. So how we believe, it should affect how we vote, how we live our lives, how we do and interact with, with people, right? And so the thing is, we have to have a solid foundation and, and, and a solid standing on the word of God, biblically speaking. That way, I believe that we can really uh, push forward as far as, you know, what God would have us to do. And we can do so without having, you know, in our hearts just this hesitancy, you know, oh, should I do this? Or, you know, what should we look for in candidates, right? What should we look for as it pertains to people who we are putting uh, in a leadership position? Because we are the ones that put these people in. And so that matters. That matters in this country. And it's a blessed country because we have the right to do so. And so when I look back at the scripture, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, when the righteous increase, and we, we, we see this, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, people groan. Am I saying that the previous president was the most right? No, I'm not saying that. But you see a marked difference in where we are now today than where we were a few years back. And for anyone to say that they don't see it or it's not, it's, it's the same, I think you're, you're, you're being uh, dishonest. You're being dishonest. And so the thing is, we have to understand what our role is as Christians in America and what part we play uh, in this country as far as picking and our leaders. Yes, God is sovereign, but he used us to make headway and to make choices and to, you know, uh, uh, vote and to do different things. And we rely and depend on him for the results. All right. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will. And we'll be back right after this. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will. And I'm Will Addison. And today we're going to be talking about just some different issues, different current to current day issues that's happening in our country, but from a biblical perspective. And to help me with that, I reached out to my brother Todd uh, Shannon, 
and uh, just asked him to come on because I really appreciate his commentary on a lot of these different uh, issues. Uh, Todd, are you there? I am here. What's up, Will? Hey, man. You remember that song that I just played? Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I heard it coming. I was like, oh, man, that's a classic. <laughs> that's a I classic. wonder who wrote that. I wonder who wrote that. <laughs> well, that song was <laughs> Smashing Idols by Ty Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I should reach out to that guy. <laughs> but, man, I, I really am glad to have you on the show um, just to let the audience know, Todd was a part of a BSAC with me, a Biblically Sound Artist Coalition. It was a group that was formed around about 2013 and sought to build a coalition of like-minded artists uh, that would not solely focus on making trendy music, but music that is biblically uh, sound in its content. And so that's how I, I met uh, Todd. But as through the years, I've been following his commentary just on um, cultural issues and political issues and some of the things that are happening today. I, I, you know, I was like, man, it, it's time for me to get Todd back on. Uh, he was on with me uh, um, maybe a couple of times before and it's just, it's just it was really good. And so I just wanted to bring him back. So, Todd, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your family and, you know, just uh, what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I live in live in Omaha, Nebraska. I've been out here for uh, maybe 14, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm married uh, to my beautiful wife, Latoya. We'll be celebrating 18 years wow. uh, in September. Praise so God. that's, uh, yeah, amen to that. <laughs> and uh, we have three kids, uh, uh, one that's about to be 17, uh. 11-year-old, and uh, six-year-old. So we got them spread out pretty good. We, we don't have the Addison side, but you know, <laughs> well, we got look. a broad range. I tell you what, I saw. I think it was the eleven year old. I was like, man, he's a basketball player. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, yeah, that's my, my, uh, my oldest son. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, uh, he's gonna be a good player, hopefully. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did play basketball in college as well, but um, yeah. you know, now I um, just uh, I work, uh, you know, working as a data scientist now, and mm-hmm. uh, so do ministry, participate in worship ministry at my church, and still do a little bit of music here and there. But okay, but yeah. Yeah, see, I, I haven't been tracking with the music, so I need to get back on that. You know, and uh, speak, speaking of the basketball, I, I, I kind of remember a video that you shared, I don't know if it was last year, a year or two ago, of you still being able to dunk. I was like, man, what? Oh, man. I, I got to tell you, man. I got to tell you, bro, that, that clip comes quick, man. Because I, I can't, I, I mean, that was just a couple of years ago, and I can't do that anymore. Oh, I, seriously, I, I, I've been at the gym lately. I was telling my wife, like, I don't have the hops no more. I, I try. Oh, but, man. You know, that, that time. comes quick. <laughs> he, he never lost. Yeah, man. Never lost. <laughs> well, Todd, man, um, you also have a podcast called uh, Who Cares What Todd Thinks. Um, what are some of the things that you um, share, some of the content, you know, from the, the podcast? Yeah, my, my, my main goal with Who Cares What Todd Thinks is really, I, I think there's a, a lot of, uh, a, lo- a lack of understanding, you know, with the intersection between cultural and political and biblical, mm. uh, you know, um, ideologies where they intersect, yeah. and how, you know, we can view all of these cultural and political ideas or, or things mm-hmm. through a biblical lens. Yeah. And uh, it's really shocking um, <clears throat> how... Um, how what's the word I'm looking for? It, uh, it, uh, unequipped we are to do mm, that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of lot of incompatibility with some of the ideas we embrace. So I try to kind of decode that and get people 
a way to, to per, per, perceive things biblically. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to have a discussion with you, man. I'm going to throw some topics out, some things happening. I know, you know, we have primaries that's been happening and things coming up. And, you know, uh, so we're getting into that season. And, you know, our show, uh, we don't focus on politics a lot, but there is a place that I, I believe that Christians need to understand, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the civic uh, duty. So I want to ask you to get into it. So I really value your commentary on these issues pertaining to Christians having a biblical worldview as it concerns mm-hmm. politics and life. And there are many Christians that had a hard time voting for President Trump in 2016 and 2020 because of the obvious mm-hmm. like moral things and the stories that were coming out. Uh, so now mm-hmm. we are well into the Biden administration and we see a drastic <laughs> difference in the administrations. Yeah. Right. So going forward, <laughs> going forward, uh, because President Trump may well uh, be on the ballot in 24. How do mm-hmm. you view the Christian's responsibility in voting uh, when there are candidates with glaring like flaws? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the really, I, I, and I, I'm actually, I'm going to write about this and maybe uh, talk about this on my on my um, podcast as well. But I think the most uh, the most clear example of uh, scripturally of a Donald Trump-like character in the Bible is a, is a character called Jehu hmm. uh, in the Bible. And Jehu actually came to power uh, during Ahab and Jezebel's reign. And effectively, Ahab and Jezebel, we understand, probably the wickedest duo in the, in the history <laughs> yeah. of Israel. Yeah, um, They, you know, Baal worship, idolatry, just, just systemic wickedness everywhere. Hmm. And Jehu actually came to power, he killed Ahab, he killed Jezebel, he slaughtered the prophets of Baal, but Jehu was not, the Bible never says he was a righteous man, mm-hmm. like David and, and, and some of the other predecessors in the kings. Mm-hmm. He did not follow the law like the, his predecessors did, but God commended him because he completely destroyed and pulled down the regime of, of, of wickedness established by Ahab and Jezebel. So mm-hmm. the question becomes, where, is it, if, if someone is doing good, mm-hmm. is, it, is it necessary that they, that, that they check all the boxes of what we want morally? Mm. Okay. And I think that, the, you know, if God commended Jehu, but he never said he was righteous, I think we have that capacity as well. Mm. Um, so, is so the the bottom line is this, and and I and I encourage everybody to read that story because Jehu was kind of an obscure character in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a very very important story. So imagine so imagine being in Israel during the, during the reign and the rise of Jehu, <laughs> and and being and talking against Jehu while he's destroying the works of Jezebel and Ahab. How you know you ever <laughs> seen those memes? Wow. Yeah. Where, where, you know, how you look, you know, doing something that's somebody putting on clown makeup, yeah. right? That's, that's how you sound, <laughs> talking against a person who is destroying the works of wickedness. Mm. And it, does, it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with whether or not that person themselves meets your moral criteria. Mm. But if they're doing good, wow. they, should, they should be commended. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because I... I I put a post on Facebook one day. It was it, it was after um, the Roe versus Wade, you know, was overturned, mm-hmm. and I mentioned mm-hmm. I just mentioned that you know, praise God for President Trump that he was able to put 
um, these justices in that you know exactly. help to overthrow. You know, but I had I got a, a email from a good brother. Now I want to say his brother probably is listening right now, but it's, he, he's <laughs> okay. a he's a solid brother. Like I can vouch yeah. for it. But I want to I want to read you his email and get your uh, comment about it because I think a lot of Christians are struggling mm-hmm. with this. And so he said, uh, I, he said I really appreciate your insights on this. I wish uh, I could get on board virtually uh, with with virtually everyone else I know on this, but I'm struggling uh, to mm-hmm. to a few of your thoughts. And he says, number one, no, I wouldn't encourage any believer to vote for Hillary or Biden, and they mm-hmm. are as ungodly as. Uh, you can imagine. For me, the majority of Republicans are better than them on paper, but only marginally so in practice. For example, if another Republican would have become president, I doubt Roe would have ended. But I think they have lied to us for years just to get our votes, and abortion has been the primary issue used to manipulate us. It says, to Trump's credit, he he made promises and delivered Uh, And again, I think he was a great president in a lot of ways outside of a lot of the buffoonish and simply ungodly things he said, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then he said, number two, but personally, I would encourage other believers to vote third party or not vote when the Republicans or Democrats provide a candidate who claims to be a believer, but whose Mm -hmm. life puts them under church um, discipline. I voted third party in both elections for that reason. And I felt that I should Mm -hmm. vote but not for anyone from the big party. So remember that's, that, that statement, because I want to ask you about the third party option and what you think sure, about that. Sure. And then third, he said, I completely understand the no candidate is perfect position. Of course, neither is any pastor, elder, deacon, or anyone else in the church. But there are definitely degrees to our imperfection, some of which can be tolerated in the church according to Scripture, and some that require providing hard corrections, uh, as in turn him over to Satan with a goal of repentance. And since Trump's team claims that he is a believer like us, scripture instructs me to hold him to a church standard. This is the thing that makes it all this very, uh, this very difficult for me. And if Trump didn't claim to be a believer, this would be an entirely different situation, but his claim of believer puts him in a, a very special place biblically. And then lastly, he said, as a final thought on the no candidate is perfect idea, as assuming Jesus would get involved in politics at all, I could I could imagine Jesus being on a stage with Mike Pence and saying, this is a godly man who is doing all he can to love, follow, and obey me. I encourage my followers to vote for him. I cannot imagine that for Trump, Hillary, or Biden. What are your thoughts mm. on that? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a lot, man. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot there. Well, first, first I want to deal with let's deal with the third party issue. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I just, to me, this is a, this is a, it's a matter of conscience, but it's not. If I could just say it plainly, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a worthless, as a strategic move. It's, it's not valuable. Mm. And to, to, what, what I would say is. If you're going to vote for effectively a lame duck candidate, right? Then you, then I, I would say you must just sit out, just sit out. I mean, if you can't bring yourself hmm. to to vote for one or the other, mm-hmm. then the throwing essentially throwing your vote away does does nothing in the practical sense. But another thing that it really does, and this is the this is the thing that I just imagine this: imagine someone's laying on the tr- on the train tracks, and a train is coming. 
Mm-hmm. You could stop the train from hitting them, but you'd have to hurt somebody else in the process, but the person wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now you're telling me, oh, well, both of those things are wrong. Well, of course they're wrong. But if you say, well, I'm not going to make that decision because both of them are wrong, and you let the person die, mm. I think that by extension, you have done something evil because you could have stopped the person from dying. You could, you, maybe you injured this other person, but both would be preserved. Mm. Mm. And so I, I, I don't think that this whole thing about, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my vote to some third party who's going to be a lame duck, and then I'm going to let the evil person ascend in the power, the person that is clearly the worst choice. Mm-hmm. So that's that thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, and there was a lot there, so I don't even know <laughs> if I remember all the points. Well, but maybe we should yeah. take one piece at a time. But what was it? What was the next thing? I, I know there was something about well, uh, well, he, uh, he Trump said, being a Christian or something. Yeah, that that puts him in under church discipline. You know, you know in a different I, way. I gotta, I gotta say, I I don't I don't buy I don't buy that personally. I have never heard Donald Trump say he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I've never heard him say that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how, how uh, that's even accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he has affirmed certain biblical ideas and held the Bible and stuff like that. Right. Maybe he believes in the Bible as a moral code, I've, and which, is, which is, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's a Christian. I don't, think he, I don't think we can hold him to the standard of a Christian. But even beside that, we have to understand biblically what the Bible says the role of the governor is. Right, mm-hmm. the, the the government is the Bible says is God's minister because they are a terror to evil works. <laughs> right, that's his, that's that's the governor's role, mm-hmm. and they should be judged on that basis. Are they an are they an avenger of evil when evil is being done? Do they execute moral law to stop and or punish people who are doing that? This is not about whether, you know, it's a false idea that, that judging a political leader is the same thing as, would you qualify for the pastorate? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that is a false equivalency. So, so, so let me ask you this. I reject that. Do you see his point? If, if President Trump did say, I'm a Christian, and does he have a point? Does my friend have a point about how he should be held? Because I know there was people close to President Trump that was saying, like, yeah, he's a Christian. He, I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. So would that be valid, what he's saying? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. It would be valid if you were trying to uh, um, elect him as your pastor. Hmm. That's when it would be valid. Okay. Uh, but he's not. You, you're not making... With, if you hire someone from, for a job that is not inherently, um, you know, a, 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 a biblical office, mm-hmm. right? It's not an office where you have governing power over the church. Mm-hmm. Then whether a person is a Christian or not is not the primary criteria, I don't think. I think what you need to be looking at is, can they do the job effectively? What is the job? Mm-hmm. And can they do it effectively? Because then you get into, well, now I got to hire a Christian plumber stuff like that yeah yeah well let's stop right here and we're gonna um i have some more questions for you um great conversation with my brother todd shannon this is aaron addison's here at american family radio wednesdays with will and i'll be back right after this
understand how that heart works. The heart of man is deceitful. You can't change you with hard work. Happy thoughts, good deeds, transformation, that's God's work. Yeah, I know this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. My guest today, my brother Todd Shannon, um, the creator of the podcast, Who Cares What Todd Thinks? And so we've been talking about just some of the issues of the day, politics uh, right now, and just how we as Christians should engage uh, on, on these issues. Uh, if, if someone wanted to check out your podcast, where would it go, uh, Todd? Uh, yeah, you could go to YouTube and just uh, you can type in Who Cares What Todd Thinks. Okay. Also, just a shameless plug. Uh, I, I I do have a, a blog, a written blog that okay. I do as well called uh, Todd Thinks. So if you go to toddthinks.substack.com, you can read that as well. So Substack, like under, sub, and then stack, mm. like you're stacking chairs. Yes. So toddthinks.substack.com. All right, all right. Well, to get back into it, man, so we've been talking about just how Christians should engage uh, politically. You know, I think it all comes down to we have to have a biblical worldview and we use that in how we choose choose our uh, mm-hmm. candidates. Right. So uh, cool. a question that I have for you, uh, you recently put out a video titled You've Been Against Trump Trump for five years. Now it's time to move <laughs> on. So tell us what yeah. you were getting at, you know, in that particular video. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an interesting. So some some years ago. I watched this documentary called Betting on Zero, mm-hmm. and it's about this hotshot uh, fund manager. And I don't like to assume people know what I'm talking about when I say that, so that just basically means this big-time investor. Yeah. And he took a short position on a company called Herbalife. Mm-hmm. And a short position is when you think the, the company is going down and mm-hmm. uh, you think they're trash, basically. And uh, so it, you can make money that way, too, but... Um, he was out there saying, you know, Herbalife is a scam. Herbalife is a fraud. Mm. And he took a billion dollar short position on Herbalife, right? But, you know, on Herbalife, no matter, no matter how much he said it was trash and it was a scam, every quarter they released earnings and they were making money. And nobody saw the fraud that he was talking about and the scams he was talking about. For five years, he beat that drum. And at the end of the day, he lost a billion dollars, and he had to just cut his losses and say, you know what? It's not going to zero. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to move on and admit that I was wrong about that. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's, that's basically – so to, there's a couple mm. things about that is that when you have a vested interest in someone's downfall, mm-hmm. it's hard to move on, right? Because it wasn't <laughs> just like he just said, well, I, I'm wrong. He's got a billion dollars on the line. Mm. And what you should know about many of these outlets and these people and entities, they're not only their reputations, but their careers are on the line. You got entire networks and media mm. outlets who have who have basically gone one hundred percent in all the chips on Donald Trump's a fraud and a crook. Mm. Except for they never turn anything they <laughs> never turn right, up anything. Right. 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 right? But but here's one interesting little thing that I didn't share in the in the video mm-hmm. that I think is interesting. When you take a short position, this is a technical thing. When you take a short position, your loss potential is unlimited. Mm. It's not like when you buy a stock. Say if you buy a stock at thirty dollars a share mm-hmm. and it goes to zero, mm-hmm. the most you could lose is thirty dollars a share. Mm-hmm. If you take a short position, the more the stock goes up, the more you lose. And there's no cap to that. Wow. <laughs> you need to get out when you can. 
Because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to be frank with you. A lot of a lot of believers in their irrational anti-Trumpism are going to have egg on their face if and when Donald Trump comes back and wins the presidency. This is just a big if. <laughs> and he continues on the trajectory that he was on when he left, which was restoring America back to prosperity. Mm-hmm. No uh, horrific uh, international disasters. No frivolous wars. Mm. He stabilizes our relationship with China and Russia and continues the trend that he was going to. If he comes back and he does that and then gets another like conservative Supreme Court justice in, <laughs> he might go down as the GOAT, right? And then how <laughs> stupid are you going to look? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like at some point you got to move on and be like, wait a second. This person that's telling me that he's a fraud, what are they invested in? Mm. Why are they so invested in that narrative? What do they have to lose if they're wrong? And that's a, that's a valid question. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you, you speak about, you know, what could happen. You know, there's a lot of people that I'm hearing now saying, okay, well, I see a lot of people, but there are people who are saying, okay, no, no more Trump, you know. Let's let's go mm-hmm. DeSantis. You know, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. he, he knows how not to be on Twitter. And, <laughs> you know, he he's more polished. Yeah. And, and, and stuff like that. But yeah. so but I do think that if um, Trump does get the nom- nomination, you know, I wonder uh-huh. what Christians are. I wonder will it be like the last time where there's this great divide, you know, yeah. uh, and, and the whole group arises called anti-Trumpers. Like, I just never right. saw that before, you know. If I could comment on that specifically as well. So, you know, the the I, I am personally I kind of been on the Ron DeSantis train, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think in an ideal world, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm saying, OK, what's the because because I, I think Trump did a good job, but he he his some of his critics, his criticisms and some of his critics have valid points. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis kind of has a similar effect mm-hmm. from a political standpoint without the baggage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so I, I that that really, you know, and frankly, I kind of was kind of cozying up to the idea like, man, I, I, I just wish we could just move on and just get DeSantis because I'm not I'm not you know dedicated to Trump in some weird way. Yeah. But then when when they raided his house. That gave, him, like, nah. uh, that gave him more momentum. I'm just like, right. I'm just like, nah, nah. We, he got to, we got to let him go, run it back. We got to let him run it back because, because wow. it is so outrageous. Yeah. The way that they're treating him at some point as a man, I just go, man, nobody <laughs> deserves to be beat down like this much without being able to redeem themselves. Right. Right. But 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 the but the other piece about that I want to, and I hope I'm I'm not I don't know if we're up against a break how much time we have, but well, we good. Um, uh, I, I want to. I, I thought I was. I was really thinking about this the other day, and I'm taking this in a slightly different direction. But mm-hmm. the whole like Christian group of people who are against Trump. I just I, I noticed a phenomenon. I was just doing some work in the garage. I'm listening to some Christian rap in the background. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you listen, to, if you're on Google or whatever, they just play the most popular guys. So they're going to play right. Andy Mineo, yeah. McCray. Yeah. Now. But I noticed that Andy Mineo had this song where he was talking about how he was struggling with his faith and, you know, how Christians put Trump in the White House and how that made him just, you know, struggle with his faith. And then, and then Lecrae was talking about how he was struggling with his faith. And, mm-hmm. and then I see all, and then now we see all this other stuff about deconstruction, right? Uh, People yeah. deconstructing their faith yeah. and, 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 and many, many actually falling away 
Mm. You know, Jay Crumb as a prime example. Mm. Uh, you know, we we both know Crumb. Yeah. And you know what I said to myself? I said, you know what's you know what's the common thread with one hundred percent of these cases? Political leftism and anti-Trumpism. Wow. <laughs> now, now just now wow. just think about that. Think about that. If wow. you if there was a whole population of people that got sick and some of them died, and they all ate the same thing, wouldn't you say that's probably the reason? Right. Yes. <laughs> why they it's like okay? Here's the common denominator. Now let's now let's let's contrast that. Mm-hmm. Think about what most conservatives believe. It doesn't matter whether you think this is true or not, or whether you think this is valid. But mm-hmm. most people who are conservative believe that shenanigans were afoot in the 2020 election, mm-hmm. and it's questionable whether or not Joe Biden won legitimately. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that many people believe it. Right. But do you see the inverse on the conservative side? Christians come into a crisis of faith because Biden is in the White House? <laughs> no, I don't see it. I don't see it. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a cognitive dissonance and a natural and an unreconcilable tension mm. between all of this political leftism, which is rooted in postmodern, Mm-hmm. You know, you know, nonsense. All of this self-validating, my truth, rise of the modern self, you know, <laughs> bullcrap, if I could say that word, on on, on, on AFA. Slow down. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm getting a little feisty. But like, uh, that, that's, that's, that's what you see, mm-hmm. and that's where you have to be to prolific. To, to embrace the modern yeah. new fa- uh, false morality of the left, and it's causing this tension between people and their faith. So I, I wonder why people don't take notice of that. Man, that's amazing. That's an amazing point. You know, wow. And that just showed the idolatry there as well. Yeah. I mean, that's causing you to turn away from the faith. Like, really? Right. You know? And so, I mean, as it, as it pertains to, like, those things that ha- have happened, the media bias and, you know, mm-hmm. just the people, like you said, that are against President Trump, and you just had the raid, but you didn't have a raid on the Clintons' home. You know, how far exactly. can that stuff go, in your opinion? Like, does it have an ending, or are they just feel emboldened, you know, to continue on because they never get caught? <laughs> this is this is the, this is what I you, you know how the scriptures say how the enemy, um, the devil, in the, in the last days will have great wrath, knowing he has but a short time. Mm, mm. You know, you remember that that scripture? Uh, I, I think that I think the Democrats are in the death throes, right? They they're um, they're getting sloppier and more transparently aggressive because they are desperate. Hmm. They are desperate, and I think that, um, and I don't know what that means for our nation moving forward, but I think that another Trump presidency presidency they know that that is the end of them. Hmm. That's the end of them. They will not survive a second term. <laughs> and wow. if you think about what the, what what sort of risk they took mm-hmm. to to defeat him in the first place, right. with all of these transparently, like you know, everybody knows mail-in ballots are less secure. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that, right? Right? They pushed for it. They knew that people understood that, and they didn't care that they would be perceived as trying to introduce something that would that would bring the integrity of the election in question. They didn't right. care because that was that was a, a risk worth taking, right? Mm. And you see them doing those things in increasing, increasing intensity. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so I don't know how far it'll go, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I just I'm ready to get past it. To be frank, <laughs> I just want to get back to 
doing regular stuff because this this last four years, five years has not been normal. Man, it's crazy. Let me ask you this about just something about labels, right? So as Christians, historically, you know, um, politically, we've been referred to as uh, conservatives, you know, um, and, mm-hmm. it, and it meant a certain thing in uh, evangelicals mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but now those labels seem like they have shifted and conservative is not the same as it was years ago. So mm-hmm. you had social conservatives, you had fiscal conservatives, you know, ones who mm-hmm. was about security. But now even in the social conservatism, there's homosexuals. And, you know, mm-hmm. and the fiscal conservatism uh, really does not exist anymore, you know. And, and I, I would say <laughs> right. part of that was President Trump, you know, like he spent a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to mm-hmm. you is, as a Christian, should we avoid these labels? Uh, that's a good question. Um, they certainly can be used deceitfully. Uh, I, I give you a, a prime example of this is that, uh, my favorite, my favorite, uh, podcaster is the Southside rabbi. You know, I, I call him the Southside blind guide. Uh, if you don't know, for, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about KB and me, yeah. uh, they're, they're a frequent target of mine. Uh, but, they pre- they pre- they present themselves as being centrists, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I'm just going to say it flatly. This is intentionally deceitful. Mm. This is intentionally deceitful. How are you in the center? If you're in the center, by definition, you have as many problems on the left as you do on the right, and as much the praise on the left as you do on the right. <laughs> but when you, if you only punch into the right, you're on the left. Mm. Yeah, okay? yeah. If you're only punching to the right. You're on the left. Yeah. That's right. So th- this is intentionally deceitful. Okay, now I I like to use I like the term conservative. I do not like the label Republican mm-hmm. because that's what you, what we've been seeing is that the line, you know, uh, for you know whatever you know left or right, it's been shifting. Right, yeah. everyone's oh, yeah. kind of shifting left. Yep. Everyone's yep. shifting left. The Republicans yep. are shifting to the left. The left are going like way to the left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, saying you're on the right or saying you're uh, centrist, sometimes it doesn't have as much of a meaning as it used to. Mm-hmm. So when I say I'm a conservative, I mean, I am conserving. And I'm speaking in a political sense. And I think this applies to many cases theologically, because mm-hmm. what we see is the infiltration of, I heard on the commercial just now, people trying to define, you know, talking about gay Christians. So right. what does that even mean? Right. <laughs> Let, let's conserve. Right, the original sexual ethic of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about original, what was the original thoughts? And so I have that same idea politically as well. So I say conservative. I'm fine with that, but okay. it's just you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, great conversation. Thank you so much, Todd, for being on with me. And again, you can uh, search his podcast. Who cares what Todd thinks? Just search for it on YouTube. And also, he has a blog. Uh, you can go to Todd thinks dot substack.com uh, to read some of his writings and again you know like I said I, I enjoy his commentary I think he is well thought out um, he has opinions that I feel are are backed by scripture he he uses the word of God and uh, and like with anything there are going to be people who disagree or agree but man we have to line everything up according to the scripture this has been Aaron Addison's here in American Family Radio we'll be back tomorrow but until then God bless.